Welcome to the Pubcast with Michelle Riley, Mike Cross, and Brendan O'Neill. Sit down and enjoy a pint. There's a county map to go with the wall, a hurl, a stick, and a shinty bowl, the brick, the brack, the crack, and all. Let's call it an Irish pub. All right, well, we're back from a, a lengthy hiatus. Uh, it's just me and Mike this time. And uh, I think in the future we may have some. Uh, some guest podcasters with us, uh, so we'll have we'll change it up with some some new blood. But for now, it's just you and me. Yes, welcome, welcome. And so, since we were last on, which seems like forever ago, um, a couple new shows came out. Uh, one that we've been dying to see for a long time, and that's vinyl. Uh, the other one is uh, Billions. I want to talk about Billions first because I think we have more to say about vinyl. Yes, but I do have a few points about Billions that yeah. I'd like to bring up. Well, So I'll let so you start them. Billions, I was particularly interested in it because of the creator, Brian Koppelman. He's the guy who created and wrote um, Rounders. Yes. So I like his stuff already. And I follow him on Twitter, and I've tweeted back and forth with him on some things here and there. And... Uh, He's an interesting guy, but he's got a really specific sort of point of view and a writing style that definitely comes out in in Billions. It's sort of, I don't don't know if it's great or not, but it's sort of, it's almost like a a sitcom where in in a given episode, things always get wrapped up in that given episode. A couple of things here and there hang out, but uh, the main thing with Billions is the that I had I didn't expect is the uh, focus on the sexual depravity of Paul Giamatti's character. Holy hell. And Paul Giamatti, uh, you know, just to, to throw this in, and I, I was actually, <laughs> I, was, I was listening to Howard Stern today and he was talking about mm-hmm. Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Uh, part of it was around... Pig vomit. Yeah, pig virus, pig vomit. Yeah. Um, but part of it was around his acting capability and, and what a... Oh, yeah. The guy is, like, one of those epic actors who I don't know that I've ever seen him do something that wasn't of the highest quality. Yeah, Whether did. or not, you know, even if I didn't like the movie, he's always on target. Yeah. Well, and Which is pretty cool. One of the things in Billions, and I actually heard uh, Bill Simmons talking about this in his podcast, which, by the way, that's... That's worth a list. Yeah, that's good. Put on your list if, if it's not already. Um, it might be a little NBA centric for you, but uh, uh, overall, he's pretty good. I can I can tolerate. <laughs> he uh, he made a good point, and I totally agree with him. In billions, Giamatti is sort of Giamatti turned up to eleven. Like he's sort of ultra Giamatti in this one. He's almost over the top. He can scale it back a couple notches and dial it down a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, he's good he's, though. He's just uh, he's like that perfect character actor that. But I mean, this is obviously a pretty big role for him, and oh, he's yeah. had a few big roles. It's not oh, yeah. like he's, um, you know, some second level player. I and mean, he's really, uh, no. the reluctant movie star. It, it almost seems you know he doesn't really fit the mold of a movie star. Oh yeah. Um. Oh wow! I mean. I never thought I would be interested in seeing him, uh, you know, walking into a sex club in some some yeah 
weird town and, and some uh, he's his character is ridiculous I'm, it's, a, it's a little uh, I don't know if I should root for him or against him he, he's, he's kind of a bad guy but he's a good guy yeah, and that's the vibe I'm getting off of it from people I'm talking to, and you know, full full disclosure since I haven't started watching it. Although I was one of the first people that was touting this show as a must see. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, here's two pieces of good advice. Number one, what am I hearing? Hold on a second. <laughs> Let's kill that. Sorry, that's background noise. You. I'm killing us. Mike Technical the show killer. Show Technical killer Mike. Difficulties. Yeah. Um, one of the things uh, in Billions, I mean, you don't have to have seen much of it to, to know most of these things. You can see them in the previews or the, the trailers or whatever. Um, I'm only, I don't know, four episodes in or five episodes in. Um, but I like the actors. Uh, mm. And I don't often like a lot of the actors in, in these shows early on. Um, but who's that, who's the main guy? Axe? Um, um, Damian Lewis. Damian Lewis is, is great. And he was... He's great. You know, he was... I, I think when we originally talked about the podcast, yeah. that was a big thought for us was uh, doing it around... Um, what was the show that he's in uh, with uh, Claire Danes? Oh, Homeland. Homeland. Yeah, right. we had, we had right. talked about that on the front end of this, and he was really good in that. Although I got very tired of that character. Yeah. Um, by the time he was gone, I was rooting for the Iranians. Well, I had him in the back of the pickup truck just so we could move on. See, and that's why I never got into Homeland is because I would like to see Claire Danes in the back of a pickup truck getting yeah, well taken out. There were uh, the, the last season. They finally calmed some of that down, but uh, the whole schizophrenia and bipolar disorder that she deals with, where she starts shaking her head frantically and acting crazy, got very old. So she's channeling that uh, that uh, cow rancher. Yeah, what's her uh, Temple Temple, <laughs> Temple Grandin? Grandin. <laughs> yeah, I actually God. met I met Temple Temple Grandin. Wow, what? that's a whole nother podcast. Well. So, because I used to work for a beef and pork magazine, and uh, I did all these trade shows, uh, and she, or I guess trade shows or, or events, and uh, she was there all decked out in her costume yeah, or whatever, area. and uh, at the time, I didn't know who she was, and I just saw this oddball dressed like a, like a rodeo clown. You know, colors and chaps and whatever she has going on. I'm like, what's going on? And then what? she she asked these questions that were like super duper detailed, but you could see she was a little not not a hundred percent there. Yeah, a little uh, bit super little smart, bit off. but off. oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I got to meet her, and I'm like, oh, oh I get it. Uh, right. Now I get it. Yeah. And Dam- Damian Lewis is a guy who, but you know, he's he's like really kind of come on. Yep. You know, from Homeland I like forward. Um, yeah, he's he's got uh, he's got certain qualities that really fit. I mean, he's like almost the opposite of Paul Giamatti. You know, yeah. he's that chiseled, good looks, yep. and uh, he's always going to play that high riding character. Where Paul Giamatti, I mean, the, so much of his work seemed to be, you know, I'm thinking sideways, where he was definitely a secondary kind of a 
Yeah, well, and because they're so opposites, that's that's why I'm I'm sort of torn with uh, Brian Koppelman's writing. Is that uh, it's almost formulaic? All right, they're right. they're adversaries, but they're also physical opposites of the spectrum, and you know they do a similar job, but one's the good guy, one's the bad guy, and it's it's almost too it's too clean, it's too simple. Yeah, yeah, but, definitely. You know, maybe it'll develop and can become a little more uh, uh, detailed. Yeah. Uh, the other one, and did you see the first episode? Of Billions? Billions, yeah. Yes. Uh, the So Paul Giamatti's wife, who mm-hmm. is the uh, on-site psychologist for Axe's uh, uh, company, um, right. Maggie Siff. Where, where is she from? I know I've seen her before, but she's fantastic. She is... Uh, She's pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know tons about her. No. She's she's not young. I mean, she's in her 40s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's our age. Yeah, well, she's younger <laughs> than me. Um, you know, she's been in a lot of movies that are not very, you know, impressive. She's no. been in episodes of shows on TV, good shows, like Rescue Me, Grey's Anatomy, Mad Men, yep. Nip Talk. But... Uh, I mean, her the bulk of her work is from Sons of Anarchy. So if you didn't watch yeah, that, yeah, right. Yeah, I've, uh, I've seen her here and there, and I, I never she didn't stand out. But uh, I, I like what she's doing in, in Billions. Uh, like she, she's the most likable character, I think, in the whole show. And she, and oddly enough, she was probably the most likable character in Sons of Anarchy too. Everyone yeah. else was right. really. <clears throat> Jaded and angry, and a lot of uh, um, a lot of dark places. And she was like the one person who kind of stood out as the uh, uh, you know the, the the one person who stood out yep. because she wasn't insane. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like her. I mean, I, I loved her in. Um, She's good in Sons of Anarchy. She was fantastic. But that's like really the bulk of her work. I like that uh, she doesn't take shit from Paul Giamatti. She throws it right back at him. Yeah, she awesome. dumps it right on him, right. Uh, now, she, she'll probably... And, you know, you, you'd have to speak to whether or not that character plays out throughout the next five or six episodes, because yeah. I'm still way behind. But um, Well, she gets stronger and stronger, and she, uh, she obviously is the link between the two antagonists. She's, she's, she's between Axe and her husband, and right. huge conflict of interest, and you know she gets pulled in into a couple of situations that uh, are bad. So, but uh, no, I think uh, I mean it's it sounds weird. She's the third wheel, but she's holding that shit together. Yeah, I mean, she's she's kind of like driving the bus. Yeah. So, it, does this show have legs? I guess is the question. I mean, it sounds like you're they got they got picked up for the second season already. <clears throat> so it's got legs in that it's going to go one more season, um, which is good. I don't. Are they going to be able to play the story? Out? I don't That's know. That's the thing. Like, I, how long can you have this protagonist antagonist thing? I don't go? even know how long I'm going to stick in with it. You know, it's, okay. It's, it's it's I'm teetering on the edge of giving up, but uh, I'm five episodes or whatever invested, so I think I'm, I'm pot committed at this point. Yeah, so. you're, you're unfortunately <laughs> yeah, you've you've. You've uh, you've gone all in. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel your pain. Uh, 
That was the last season of Sons of Anarchy. Oh, really? So may, maybe Maggie <laughs> Seth is, uh, you know, the uh, the one constant in these shows that you just, you know, you go all in and you can't yeah. stop watching. Yeah. So well, some shit better happen by the end of the season, or else I'm not going to come back. Got it. Uh, uh, I'll I'll get my give you my take on that down the road here when I get it going. Yeah, it's definitely worth watching. It's and <laughs> unlike. Uh, even though they're, they're, the first few episodes, there's, there's a lot of uh, a lot of sort of financial speak, which is outside of my wheelhouse. Yep. Um, despite that, it's an easy watch. It's not as uh, let's say as uh, uh, dense as Boardwalk Empire or something like that. I mean, it's 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 easy. It's, yeah. it's kind of a fluff piece, but it's it's worth it. Yeah. For, for now. There you go. Speaking of Boardwalk. Yes. Uh, we have the creators of Boardwalk, uh, Scorsese and Terrence Winter, coming back for vinyl. Yes. That's one we've been looking forward to f- for, I don't know, six months or so. And while the first episode, <clears throat> the pilot, was two hours and it really was a slower play. Yeah. Um, two hours got- for the pilot. I mean, I think that's a mistake off the top. I mean, I, I know you have to explain things, but a two-hour investment before I even know what I'm getting into? I don't know. Well, it is Marty, right? So true. Marty's going to say, you're going to watch it no matter what because I did it. And he's right. I mean, we all did it. Fucker should have gave me two hours of boardwalk. <laughs> two more hours of boardwalk. I know. Nice. Um, you know, it's very... It's perfectly Scorsese, right? Yep. I mean, it's... You can you can feel the build up. You can feel the um, <clears throat> you can feel this thing going places, oh, yeah. and it's going to be violent, and it's going to be uh, a lot of drugs. There's a whole shitload of smoking. Oh, I know. <laughs> Everybody's smoking all the time. I thought there was a lot in Boardwalk. Holy hell, this thing. This is this blows that away. <laughs> I mean, it's out of control. Yeah, everybody's smoking and they're smoking all the time, and uh, a lot of cocaine and a lot of uh, a lot of booze. I have to say, I, I think the highlight of the of the pilot episode for me was Andrew Dice Clay. I was gonna say he was epic in that role. Epic. I was, and we are giving away stuff. So if you're listening, it's too bad. Um, it, I was expecting his character to develop and be something intense in this series, and all of a sudden he's dead by the end of the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what? When I first got a taste of him when they were in that sex club, yeah, um, he was, I was a maniac. Thinking, he was a I maniac. was thinking, the, I was thinking the same thing. This is gonna be. This guy's gonna. You know, they'll bring him in for ten minutes or five minutes each show. Uh, he'll cause a dust up, it'll be crazy, and then, you know, boom, he'll be gone. Uh, and back well, the next week. So it's kind of a shame, but... He, so, uh, with the star, the, the main guy being uh, Bobby Cannavale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jip. So, being Jip. Yeah, I thought I thought Dice Clay was going to be our Jip for this show. That would have been nice. I know, yeah. it would have been... Because he was a maniac, he he was violent, he was insane, and he was he was the most colorful thing in that pilot, of course. And I'm, I was hoping he would last, but nope, nope. So much for that, Marty oh. wanted to 
Marty only wanted him on set for, you know, a few days. I know. Damn but it. I, I will say, you know what it was reminiscent of for me was <laughs> uh, um, the Rodney Dangerfield take in, uh, yeah. what was that movie? Oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm talking about when he's with, uh, oh, I can't remember her name. Natural Born Killers. Juliette yes. Lewis. <clears throat> yep. Totally. That, it totally. was reminiscent of that because he came in and it was like a flurry and there was violence and sex and drugs and booze and cigarettes everywhere and guns. Oh, my God. Um, it just had that kind of feel to it. It was very, very, like, I could feel the intensity. It was awesome. Go to another level, so. It was, uh, I mean, I think it was the best thing in the pilot. Although, maybe the second best thing uh, was that uh, one of, what's what's the main character's name? Um, it's Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. Uh, his uh, character. So, his right-hand man, or one of them, is Ray Romano. Yeah, yeah. Ray Romano. Who's, who I was pretty shocked at how great he was. I know, that's what I mean. Bobby Cannavale's character is Richie, right? Richie, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought Ray Romano's guy, uh, character is really, God, he seems so young. I know. I don't know if they've got, like, dyed his beard, dyed his hair. Oh, I'm I sure. Mean, he looks like he's 30. I'm sure. Um, I didn't recognize him at first uh, until yeah. I heard his voice. It took me a few minutes. I had to ask, you know, the better half, like, is that Ray Romano? Uh, and she's like, yeah. So as, as soon as you hear his, uh, his Kermit the Frog voice, like, oh, okay. That's, yeah. That's Ray Romano. Be, yeah. Right. <laughs> Kermit the Frog. <laughs> uh, so I have yet to watch episode two. So I'm yeah, kind of, me too. Um, kind of anxious to see that. There's, you know, there were a couple of articles that I did pick up that said, you know, like five reasons why vinyl has already skipped its groove. Um, uh, so there's definitely some people out there who are already anti. Well, I mean, Uh, this, just based on Terrence Winter and what he did with Boardwalk and I think even, um, The Wire. Yeah. Uh, he does these sort of slow burns, these slow builds, the the layering of the the texture of the movie and, and the the or the the show and the characters. So I think if we get past you know episode three, you know uh, it'll be up to speed. But these first two or two or three are going to be brutal. I think they're going to be a lot of setup. Yeah, yeah, it, it truly is. And uh, this one article that I read on Zap to it. Um, they talked about the whole Dice thing, and you know, pilot episode dominated by a tour de force performance from Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, as hard as it may be to believe, Dice is. Yeah, you know what? And this is one of the things that I was going to talk about, and I had thought this while I was watching the pilot was that this was very reminiscent of, um, in a lot of ways, of bo- Boogie Nights, right? Yeah, yeah. Just be. Well, I mean, part of it is is the seventies culture, which <clears throat> you know to me is relatively untapped oh i mean when you think about it how many movies have there been about that like 70s genres and you know it's a few here and there but there's gonna be more and more and you know why well one of the reasons why is because those stories can be so interesting because it was like the last era the 70s and into the 80s but the last era before cell phones 
Sure. So many things are solved by the cell phone in your hand these days that it lacks the drama if you don't if you can just get the answer on your smartphone or a call sure. on your cell phone. You need to go to the payphone. You need to be isolated. You need to not have information. And you know these things set in the seventies and eighties. Um, we're going to be seeing a lot more of those because that's it's more interesting to to watch. Truly, truly, um, it's. Uh, but I mean, I, I was I was pleased with the pilot, but I do agree yeah, with you. Two hours is tough, but uh, and it's going to take a little time. But uh, you know, I think there will be a payoff. And all right, so there's obvious obvious parallels or obvious notes in there to seventies um, rock history. I sure. mean, the band that they're going to find, I'm going to guess they're going to be uh, reminiscent of the Rolling Stones. And, you know, I bet some of these guys, like Richie and his crew, are shadows of real people. And I bet Dice Clay's guy was based loosely on a real person, uh, you know, that a gangster type uh, uh, radio guy, radio, or, you know, ra- yeah, radio station owner, right? Maybe an amalgamation of three or four stories, but uh, sure, you know. Well, you know. I think that's that's one of the great things <clears throat> about the way Scorsese does these kind of movies is, uh, yeah. you know, they, I, I think any movie that you watch of his, you're thinking, all right, these some of these characters are real, some of them are amalgamations, but they're good yeah. representations of the time or the you know the era. Oh yeah. And I love the fact that he is our Scorsese is really one of the hardcore go to guys for these seventies era movies. Oh yeah, right? it's, it's, I mean, um, that's his. That's almost his bread and butter these days. I mean, he does a lot of that stuff. Yeah, so so I enjoyed it. I'm I'm kind of anxious to see episode two, which I may dig into tonight, and uh, you know, get yeah. uh, see if we can get the get the show moving. I know. I think uh, if we can get it through a couple of these, that this might be you know must-see TV for us. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the killing off of Dice. Think about it. It's, it's, it is unfortunate, but it, it seems to happen in these, these settings, you know. Oh, so I wanted to point out, because I've never, I've seen her before, but I don't, I don't know her, and I think we're going to start knowing her more, is the, uh, the little blonde girl, the blonde record uh, gopher. Olivia Wilde. No, 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 no. No? Olivia uh, Wilde was... Oh, Richie's, Olivia Wilde's the wife. The wife. Yeah. Um, the, the blonde record A&R girl. Yeah, the, the little she's sandwich good. girl. Yeah, she's really good. I thought she was interesting. Yeah, I thought so too. And I mean, I think she'll take on a major, major role as we move forward. Obviously, they're already teeing that up. But, yeah. Uh, um, I, I love the fact that she's like, at the beginning is, uh, when we first meet her, she's doing a, uh, a drop and go with a drug dealer and she comes back to the office she's loading up the top drawer with uh, coke and weed and well that's what we do with our days as well I mean I'm sure yeah yeah I mean it's pretty much everyday occurrence I've got two or three drawers you know just packed back <laughs> to the gills um, she seems to she seems to be you know and I, I really don't even know who she is but she's got like yeah um She's got a good vibe about her. Yeah. I mean, she is, uh, you know, she's Jimmy from Boardwalk is what she is. Yeah. She's the, the young person who 
has ambition and is trying to leapfrog people as the go-getter and trying to make a name for herself. And I bet she gets into some fucked up situations coming up. I, I bet she she's involved in some shady shit. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I also like the um, uh, little Jimmy Little character. Yeah. And I want to see where that progresses, too, because... Yeah. There's, you know, one of the things that was hard to control in the first, uh, in the pilot was the, the constant back and forth from, yeah. you know, going back in time 10, 15 years. Yeah. In, it, it worked in, in Godfather 2. Yeah. Uh, maybe not so much here, but uh, we'll see. So how do we watch Godfather these days? Do we watch it in chronological order or do we watch it in order of the movies made? I like to do it the way the movies were made. Okay, but I've heard a lot of people that like it chronological, like the uh, what the Godfather epic, right? Yeah, two one three, right? Yeah, uh, basically. Yeah, it's. Uh, mm, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. This is going to be interesting. His mama called him Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. So, if that's the way uh, the movies were made, I'm gonna watch them that way. Got it. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> All right, do you want to go into anything else before I had do this little game? Well, I mean, we have to touch on uh, our buddy, the Donald, and what's going on there. <laughs> uh, you know, the latest. I, so, oh to God. me, to me, this whole candidacy has always been about self-promotion and not really about running for president. Uh, I thought that are, probably up until recently, and now yeah. I don't know. Well, that that tide—that's where I was going with yeah. this—is that that tide is turning, right? There are enough crackpots in this country, and I, and here's my thought: if it's him against Hillary, <clears throat> I think he wins. I know, and I know. you know it—it's almost you know, and everyone always talks about how presidents have so much control over the country, and you know, Obama's ruined America, and blah blah blah. Well, it's it's certainly not true. Um, there are checks and balances in place yeah. for a reason, and I mean, it's almost worth him getting in there just to see how weird this is going to get. I know, but I mean, but am I am I playing roulette, Russian roulette with uh, with our the well being of our? Up, I mean, I could really see him pissing off like North Korea, China. Well, right up until up until Trump. I didn't think that any individual president had, uh, you know, that big an impact. Of course, you can choose Supreme Court people and you can do things here and there. But one person, I mean, you have a team around you. You have a lot of insulation. One person, I don't think, makes that much difference. I mean, there's some, of course. Right. Uh, but Trump, if he's going to be that extreme, he he could make that much difference in the negative way or in a, a wild way. And that's fucking dangerous. I don't yeah, know, that, man. That, that lack of diplomacy on his part is the thing that could be. Well, tricky. lack of diplomacy and, and also just lack of reality and understanding. Like I'm going to, I mean, maybe this is just, he's just saying this cause it's impossible, but I'm going to deport 11 million uh, illegals. Really? Right. It yeah. costs like $10,000 per illegal, and there's 11 million of them. It's going to take, 
whatever the numbers were, like 30 years and $15 billion or whatever, it's some, some insane number. Right. Uh, I'm like, you can't. But he, but he certainly stirred something at an emotional level with the, you know, the the right. sub sub right. eighty IQ set, right? He's got them riled to the point where they might just be able to organize well enough if they can figure out where their front door is uh, to get out and vote. I know. So that so that's the question: Is there are there enough people with a bug eighty IQ that can combat you know the sub eighty, uh, and will are they willing to go with Hillary? Or whoever. Um, I'll tell you right that now. That might be a bridge too far. It's it's pretty. Hillary's pretty tricky in that she is so polarizing, right? I and I have to say, I'm in the not a fan camp. Um, I could see people either doing what I've done in now. Let me see two presidential elections. Uh, I went and voted, but I abstained on the presidential ballot. Oh, wow. I've done that twice. That's interesting. Not even a write-in. Um, I couldn't think of anyone interesting, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So, Next time, if you're in that situation, write me in. I'll write in O'Neill. Come on. I think you'd be good. I could just see you. I want a couple of votes. A- Come on. On a nasty whiskey jag going into the oh. <laughs> going into Congress. You want to see someone who doesn't. Up. Yeah, you want to see someone who doesn't give a fuck. Holy hell! <laughs> so, but the but the the latest the latest <laughs> thing with uh, with Trump that's that's mm. just got me. And and this is where I think you know he just does his shit because he's just I know he's bored, right? So he's like, ah, eh, you know what? I'll fuck with the Pope, you know. And everyone's like, yeah, you know. Uh, he's got people out there that are saying that the Pope is the Antichrist. Um, well, and that, so that's that's the question. That's the dichotomy that is Trump. He's playing to these Neanderthals who are typically uh, very Christian, right? If not Catholic, but Christian, definitely Christian, and. Then he goes and attacks the biggest uh, Christian religious figure out there, the Pope. Right, and and, it, and they lap it up. They, they're they, okay yeah, they're, with it. It's fine. Yeah. He's what? dumping it in the trough, and they're just sitting there with their heads down. Right. So this is where the it supporters gets. Supporters should it, have a huge problem with this. Yeah, but, they, but this is where it gets interesting, right? I mean. You and I, I think, both understand that a lot of this is just a con on his part. Yeah, I hope he's so. He's just, you know, he said years ago that if you were ever going to run for president, you would do it on the Republican ticket because they're the easiest people to do. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much what I feel like he's doing. I know. Uh, because on so many <clears throat> issues, social issues, he's extremely liberal, um, you know. Things like abortion and yeah. uh, personal rights, things that a lot of these people, they aren't even going to check on. They just want to hear someone who's going to tell it like it is, keep it real, you know. So I think this uh, this continues to be interesting, if nothing else. And, I mean, I think the real surprise outside of his um, kind of rise through the, you know, I don't even want to call it the ranks. I mean, he bypassed the ranks. Right. He just 
showed up to the party and said, I'm taking what's mine, um, is the unquestionable candidacy of Bernie Sanders, who's um, a democratic Democrat socialist, right? Yeah. Um, and not a socialist, like so many of our friends on Facebook will say. Right. He's a democratic socialist, and there's a very, very big difference between the two. Um, but he's he's too far right. He's too far to uh, in the fringe to to be a real contender. But I mean, so is Trump. I know. No, I mean, I mean against Trump. I I don't think he he can balance him out well enough. No. You know what I mean? He, he's he may be far left and Trump is far right or whatever Trump is, uh, but one just has a bigger persona and a bigger blowhard, and I don't think there's enough people that can support um, the Democratic Socialist. So you think he's going to get run over in a general election? If it was Bernie, yeah. Yeah, and so... Is that what we could see, or is this going to go the way that I think it's going to go? And regardless of how much popular vote or caucus vote or primary vote Bernie gets, somehow or another, they give this to Hillary. I think Hillary gets it, and I still think... I think she loses. Yeah, I, don't, I mean... I really do. I think the, uh, uh, you know, the leaders in the Democratic Party are not focusing enough on how many people hate her. Yeah, but I think there's enough people within the, the party that would go with her. You know what I mean? Uh, just because Bernie is a tough sell. Hello. Yeah, oh, well, there there's Sorry. no question he's a tough sell. But, uh, uh, hello. Yeah, I, I, I still think... No, no, can you hear me? I'm, I'm noticing that my, uh, I can, my Wi-Fi... I can see you. You're getting a little blurry. I have a pretty but... bad signal right now. I can hear you fine. I don't know what happened. Hold on, let me move the computer. Good God. I hate Comcast. <laughs> uh, all right. right. So, yeah, so a little wrap on politics. I yeah. mean, uh, I, I, I'm sure that'll become a stronger focus as we move forward in the next couple of months. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, now that Jeb's out, it's going to get smaller and smaller and more and more focused. So, hopefully... What do you? What's your take on Ted Cruz? I mean, I swear the guy looks like a child molester to me, but oh. I say that and people get no, he doesn't. And I'm like, yeah, he does. He, I think he's he's more dangerous than Trump, but I don't think he's a threat. I think it's it's hopefully it's Rubio that that can mount something against uh, Trump. Yeah, I don't even know the difference between Rubio and. Cruz. They seem like the same guy to me. Just one's better looking and not, <laughs> not, as, not as weird. I know. Um, I know. I just, I, I mean, Ted Cruz, if he gets it, that's a chip shot for the Democrat side. Yeah, I agree. I don't see enough people um, no. pulling weight behind him. So, yeah, this is not this is not a great election. Let's just say that. I mean, uh the chances not are not are not fantastic. <laughs> uh, you know what? You might get your first vote. Wait, are you forty <laughs> yes. yet? Are you forty? <laughs> I am forty three, my son. There you go. So I can vote for you. Oh, and I probably will multiple times. Yeah, I'll go back a few it's, times. It is, it is Illinois. It's Chicago. Yeah, come on. Yeah. 
So what do we have next? What's on our game show for All this right. evening? I've got a little game. Uh, do you have a piece of paper and a pen? I just do. So, just so we don't cheat each other. Okay. This game would work way better with like three or four people, but with two, we'll have to make it work. Okay. Fire it at me. All right. And the theme of today's game is going to be our favorite movie to talk about, at least. If it's not our favorite movie, it's still fun to talk about. Shawshank. Yes. And the game is uh, using the website Celebrity Net Worth. Okay. So we're going to guess what these celebrities' net worths are, and then we're going to bitch about how they are way overpaid. Okay. Uh, and so we're going to do it with the uh, the main players in uh, Shawshank, uh, or at least the main players and a couple of uh, tangential people, uh, just to see what happens. Because I, th- I think these celebrities' net worths – if this is uh, even uh, remotely accurate, um, off the chain. It's off the chain. Because <laughs> yeah. we're going to be surprised at what what their net worth is. I think we probably will be. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of interested now. So I've already written down Morgan Freeman. And, okay, Morgan and Freeman. Tim Robbins. Let's put him in the old. Uh, the old website here. So should I write down what I'm thinking it's going to be? What, yeah, what do you think he's ne- he's worth? And I'll write mine down before it comes up. Net worth Net Morgan worth. Freeman. He's been around for a long time. He has been. Had some big movies. Yes. Even voiceover of work. It's been pretty good. All I'm right, gonna, I wrote down a number. Hmm. All right, Morgan Freeman. I'm going to say... I'm going to say, who, man, how about, 100? you've already, you've already tipped my handle, you've tipped your hand a little bit because you've said we're going to be surprised at how much there were. Yeah. Or do you not know? I don't know. Okay. But I, right. I, I know that they're, they're invariably large. Yeah, they're big. Larger so than what, I think. What number did you write down? For Morgan Freeman, I put 125 million. Okay, I put two hundred and fifty. Okay, two fifty. <laughs> Here we go. I'll write that down. I like right. this already. Okay, this is Mike. This is me. And the answer is, uh, he's worth one hundred and fifty million. <clears throat> I'm so closest. You, so you're closest. Wow. So you know what? To million. me, that. To me, that doesn't seem like a whole ton. I mean, it's a lot of money. There's no question about it. But, but think, a hundred and fifty million dollars, and he's he is not and has never been Tom Cruise or Will Smith or he's never been a box office guy. He doesn't sell a movie ever. He's in a bunch of great movies, but he's in great movies and he's a great actor. Yeah, but. There's a lot so, of great actors that don't make that kind of money. That's true. That is true. Now, Tim Robbins, he's got some... He used to have yeah. some star power. Tim Robbins. Do we have to count Susan Sarandon's no. money with? I want to do them separately. Okay. Even though she's not in the, in the, the movie, she's not in Shawshank, I'm putting her as uh, one of our people. 
Okay. So Tim Robbins by himself. Tim Robbins by himself. I'm going to say... Hmm. All right. Let's think about this. Before I pull it up, Shawshank, that's a monster, but I don't know what he got. Well, he didn't get a lot. Right. Because I don't, I don't think he got... I'm sure he's not getting much money off of uh, all the reruns we're watching on TV. Yes. Uh, but he had... Uh, uh, Bull Durham? He had Bull Durham. Oh, man. Bull Durham. But uh, he was a nobody when he made Bull Durham. Right. So I don't know how much he got for that. He's in a uh, lot of movies I like. They're all they're small, and I can't remember any of them. But, well, I'm uh, pulling up his Wikipedia page just to... All right, do you want to go through that before I pull up his number? Let's see. These, he got, he was he was in a lot of TV back in the day. Oh, really? Wait a minute, he was in Top Gun? How did I miss that? He was Merlin. What? Yeah, he was Merlin in Top Gun. You he was be uh, me. nominated for a Razzie in 1986 for Howard the Duck. Oh, Howard Phil Bumbert. Uh, Bob Roberts, great movie. Bob Roberts, that is great. The Player, great movie. The Player is what I was thinking about. Shortcuts, great movie. Yeah. Um, Pret-a-Porter, no, no, I didn't like that. Uh, Hudsucker Proxy. Hudsucker, that's that's a good movie. Dead Man Walking. Oh, well. Uh, that's where he uh, met Sarandon, I think, isn't it? I don't know, maybe. No, he met Sarandon on... Uh, um, uh, Bull Durham. Oh, right. Yeah. That'd be Calvin Nuke Lelouch. Lelouch. Um, Cradle Will Rock. Mystic River. Great movie. Oh. God, he's got a pretty expansive career. Great, hey, great short cameo in uh, Anchorman. Yeah. Oh, of course. The fight. As the, the PBS guy. Yeah, the, uh, so, the, the Rumble. So, okay, so, so I've got those, a number. List all, think about all those movies. Not a big one in the bunch besides Shawshank and Bull Durham. I mean, there's good movies, but there's not blockbusters. So if we've got Morgan Freeman at, at 150 for Morgan Freeman. I'm, okay, Tim by himself. Fucking hell. I've changed it a couple times. I think I've settled on a number. Okay, I'm going... Tim Robbins, are you ready? Yep. I'm going $163 million. Oh my god, I'm way lower. I'm at 90 Because <laughs> how does he outlast Morgan Freeman, whose because I think is because 14 pages longer than his? His peak... Yeah, his peak might was, have been higher. No, but his peak was... During a time where there was more money being paid? Exactly. Right, okay. Tim well, Robbins. Hold on. And the... It's coming up here, and... Ooh. Oh, my God. What did you say? 90. God damn it. I am an idiot. What am I thinking? Tim Robbins' net worth is $45 million. Wow. So <laughs> I, was, I, I was way over... So, that's, you know, I mean, looking at Morgan Freeman, think about this, man. What am I thinking? 
Invictus, Driving Miss Daisy, Million Dollar Baby. Oh, fuck. Oh, I, my God, the Dark Knight trilogy. I have to get better at this game. <laughs> what a terrible... Seven. What a great movie. Seven! Uh, uh, I love that movie. Some of All Fears. Oh, yeah. He's got... His... Seriously, his wiki, it's like... His film filmography uh, is probably... Four now, times longer than Tim Robbins. Now I'm just mad that I... I said 163 that's unbelievable it's all right it's unforgiven oh my god oh. unforgiven was such a great movie amistad right. kiss the girls jesus it's time jesus. to regroup yeah regroup now let's go to susan sarandon susan sarandon by herself i'm gonna say she's got more money than he does yeah yeah her tits have made more money Totally. <laughs> so collectively, they they're probably doing all right. Yeah. Uh, okay. You got a thought on this? I'm looking at. So he's at 45. She was in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes, way back in the day. Bull Durham. Hmm. Thelma and Louise. Thelma, Thelma and Louise. Louise. Great movie. Jesus. Her, she's got a whole separate wiki page for her filmography because it's so extensive. Witches of, Witches of Eastwick. Oh, yeah. Um, Dead Man Walking. All right. Well, I'm looking at it. She's got a lot there. The client, Little Women... Dead man walking. All right. I'm going to say... All right. I'm writing down my number. Are they still married? I think so. Yeah. That, that one's lasted. I didn't think it would. Because there's a marked difference in their age, isn't there? Yeah. I think she's significantly older. She is almost 70. She's 69 years old. Yeah. And he is... I don't know, he's 57, but he's 12 years younger. Still waiting. She's got a lot... Okay. Susan Sarandon, I'm putting her... They are not married, it doesn't look like. They broke it off in 2009. Anyways, okay. We are, we are not up to date on our celebrity news. No, we are. I'm going to put her at... $57 million. I put her at 60 Ooh. This is going to be close. All right, Susan. Susan Sarandon. Oh. Typo. You are worth. Drum roll. Drum roll. She's worth fifty million. Damn. So a little bit more than him. Yep. Wow. So you're. So you're. So I'm. You've got. You're two and one. I'm. You got to two to one. Yeah. Okay. Now. Are we we going to do do... Brooks? (laughs) No. No. There's two more I want to do. Okay. Uh, Clancy Brown, 
who was Hadley in Shawshank. Oh, he was the man. guard. Yeah, the guard. He's done a lot of stuff. Same age as um, uh, Tim Robbins, too. Oh. Wow, he really has changed. If you go to his Wikipedia page, yeah, uh, they have a picture of him to the far right. He's got like white hair. Yeah. He, uh, hey, he's, hey, he's a Northwestern guy. Oh. I remember him specifically from Highlander. Yes. He was the big, bad dude. He's got, wow. He's got quite, uh, yeah, he's got quite an extensive yep. um, filmography. Pet Cemetery 2, Shawshank, Dead Man Walking. All these guys, all three They're... of them are in Dead Man Walking. Is that right? Yes. Well, I mean, they take care of each other, you know. I think they get on so, sets. I know. He was on Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, the reboot in 2010. Yeah. Starship Troopers. Lego. Lego Batman. Direct-to-video. Oh, He's got a lot of direct-to-video stuff. Yeah. He does a lot of voices. Oh, there you go. He does the, the voice. I'm. A, you have kids, so I assume you've seen uh, SpongeBob? Yes. He does the voice of Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs, yeah. That's I bet some money comes out of that. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Hmm. The Dukes of Hazard. He was in a Too Many Roscoe's episode of The Dukes of Hazard back in '83. Yeah, Green Lantern. You, you probably weren't watching. No. Okay, I got an idea on hmm. on uh, our our guy here. Homefront. Hail Caesar just came out. And he's in that. I, I have you seen that? No. I heard it's not great. Really? Yeah. Collins. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in an arc on ER. I remember that now. Yeah, I like him. Okay, Clancy. I'm putting him down for. Oh man. I'm putting him down for. Ready? Yep. For twenty-five. I've got him for 12. Damn. See, that makes me think I'm wrong. All right. Clancy Brown. Officer Hadley. Drum roll. Oh, damn it. Uh, He has a net worth of $3 million. Good God. You win. That is low. No way. You know, $3 million is a lot of money. Yeah, but he's been in... Yeah, but how much of this shit is he getting paid scale on? I know. He's been in a lot of a lot of stuff. Some of it big enough. Right. He's been around for a, a good while. That's why I'm surprised. I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what this exercise proves with somebody like Clancy Brown. is Here's a guy that... Very recognizable when you yeah. see who hasn't seen Shawshank, right? Yeah. You'd know immediately who he is. And the reality is, is that for every Tim Robbins who's worth forty-five million, there's yep. tons of these guys who are worth three, five. He's a recognizable character actor who just—he's just working. Yeah, he's a guy. He probably has three million. Wow, he has to work. Yeah, right, it's, a good, Tim, it's a good. It's a good Tim Robbins. Tim Tim Robbins doesn't need to work. No. 
All right. Now I'm leaving the best for last. The, the rubber match. We're two, two and two. Yep. And this one is going to be interesting, I think. The Warden? No. Okay. The mind behind Shawshank. Oh, Jesus. Stephen King. Oh, Stephen King. Okay. Stephen King. Oh, this is, I'll tell you what, this, I can, I'll say this with pretty strong certainty. This is our biggest number. Yeah, has to be. Without question, right? Um, God. All the books, I mean, he's prolific. Oh my God, unbelievably. All the movies. All the stuff that you don't know that he did. Yeah, exactly. You know, that he had a pen name or he whatever speaking engagements oh man okay I've got my number written down Morgan Freeman was 150 for perspective (sighs) he wasn't in movies he sold movies he wrote books TV shows. He was, in, he was in movies. Yeah. Green Mile. He was very, uh, I mean, uh very, and Stand I think by was, me. Sorry. I think he was paying homage to, uh, um, Carrie. Al- Sorry. Alfred. Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock by being, yeah. You know, he would have a cameo in his movies. The Stand. The Stand was great. Pet Cemetery. I mean, all those. Oh, my God. The Langoliers. All right, I'm gonna. This is gonna be a scary number. This is a scary number, and okay. I think I'm. I feel like I'm gonna be close. Uh, I think I might have undercut him. Okay, I might have too. What what's do you your, got? What's your number? I went first last time. Seven fifty. Damn it! I wait. I'm. I am screwed if that's in the ballpark. I said two hundred. Oh, shit. He's way past 200. I know. I didn't want to get too aggressive. God damn it. How, he's probably sold 200 million books. I know. See, no, he's I'm, probably I am terrible at my own game. Stephen well, let's King. not get... Yeah, let's wait and see. I don't feel strong about this whatsoever. Stephen King... Oh, fuck. Stephen King's net worth $400 million. Damn. I'm Why closer. I? You went over. I'm closer, but I was still. Yeah, we, we both lose on that one. Um, God, I thought he would have been higher than that. I, I mean, he has written 70 books and sold 350 million books. Yep. God, that, is in, that is in a, a staggering number. And you know how I kind of based it? Like J.K. Rowling. Now, one of the yeah. things is, is her books are more of her popular books are yeah. more recent, so yeah. she's obviously getting more money. Yeah. And obviously the licensing for Harry Potter is huge, but just the prolific I know. nature of Stephen King. I mean, he's he's got to be in the top ten authors of all time. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, in terms of sheer volume. He like must publish three books a year for the last 30 years. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, whatever the number is, it's it's super high. Oh my god, yeah. we we screwed the pooch on that one. We did, but 
God, I, I would have thought he would have been worth more. But, you know, he's the kind of guy who I don't think... He doesn't care about money. Right. I don't think he ever did. No. So he probably doesn't do himself much help. Um, $400 million. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot of number. money. That's a big number. That is a huge number. Well, I think I that's say, a good game. I, I like that game. Let's do it with a movie next time. Another yeah. movie. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll pick well, up pick five. I liked having the theme for it. I was going to go off of like Scorsese with the vinyl thing. Yeah. yeah. Scorsese oriented one. But maybe maybe next time we'll do that or something similar. Yeah. No, that'd be good. Uh, what else we got on tap? That's all I got, man. Alright. We've uh We've been on for an hour and five minutes. Hmm. God, I'm already cheating. I'm already ahead. I'm looking at Mar- Marty Scorsese. No! Now. we got to try and be honest on this thing. <laughs> I couldn't help it, so we can't do him. No, well, well apparently not. I'm, I will say this. The staggering thing about this is, is it's way, way lower than you think. All right. What would you think his net worth would Scorsese? be? Scorsese? Yeah. Fucking hell. I uh, mean, I would have been so far over this. Um, He's only five foot four, too. That's kind of... I believe that. I'm going to put... I mean, some of these things don't pay well, even though they do well. I'll put them at... Uh, I'll put them in... Stephen King category, around 400. Yeah. You know what? And that's exactly what I would have done. Based on the pattern that we've seen, I would have been like, okay, Marty Scorsese, $400 million, $70 million. Holy shit. Yeah, it makes me wonder what he's done with all of his cash. I mean, like but, he, he didn't make any money on Boardwalk. You know, a lot of these things he doesn't make money on, but... Um, his box office sales in the year 2013 were $390,000. Or three hundred ninety. Like, how does he not have? How does he not have more? points or back end or upfront on some of these big movies? I'm shocked by that. I mean, I know his movies aren't Avatar, but well, here, here's well. A, well, here's a good example: earnings from two thousand two, um, six million for Gangs of New York, but he had to pay back three million due to budget overruns. Oh. Um, some of the earnings are listed as NA. I wonder, but the Wolf of Wall Street, $390 million. Come on, man. He's got to be worth more than 70 million. Yeah. Got to be. All right, well. It's an interesting game. We'll have to keep playing. This is a good one. We're going to do this again. I promise I won't look anyone else We have to be, we cannot do any research in this area. No, it won't be fun if we do it. No, it's no fun. So. We got to do that. Okay, good. All right, cool. That'll be fun. There's a county map to go with the wall of her. Let's stick in the shinty bowl to brick the brack the crack and all. Let's call it an Irish pub. Every shot, go getting a pub. The Guinness pun, a cabbage crap. The Ida wannabe paddy trap. We'll call it an Irish pub. 
to spit upon the holy book The only crack you'll get is a slap in the ear Well, I'll be fucked, I'll often burst your filthy mug If you draw one more shot, I'll give me beer Drop one more shot, I can't be free. 